Lights, camera, action. action. Right. That's yeah, what's doing? Show, Lights, I think action. I want to try to do a Funny, podcast. Mary. Cute. A what? What's that? Well I, well, I talk about what I do during Rolling. the day and maybe conversations. Oh, because I never heard that term. So what do you put it on the Internet? That's my mother right now talking. Yeah. Yeah, too bad I don't have it. I never heard that term oh, before. No, that's what, what is the name again? A podcast. Podcast? P-O-T? She thinks it's funny. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, I never heard that term. This is The Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller, and I have a very special guest. Uh, Murray, I'm going to give his name, Murray Langston, but we're going to start with a little game, Murray, with Amber Tozer beside me, because she doesn't know who a lot of people are, right? Yeah. But yeah. she's already figured out you're corny as hell. I know. She looked at me like weirdly, like, uh, but she was undressing me with her eyes. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Why would she do that? You know, oh, I'm an old guy. Why would she do that? I don't know. Come Amber, like Amber that. just... Because I hate myself. She, she can't figure Amber out. We're trying. I'm out. So basically, this is, uh, this is, let me explain Amber to you a little bit. Okay. I'm very excited that we did. I noticed uh, your nipples are very hard. Oh, <laughs> me too. Wait, hey, I'll give you a dime for two nipples. Corny. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bell? Did you bring the oh, bell? Oh, I forgot the bell. I, oh. I, I interrupt too much. It's so in I my underwear. Hold on. Let me get it. ding a ling Here's my ding a ling Here you okay, go. Okay, so, so to give you an idea of how Amber is, she, yeah. we, this is a special announcement. We did our first Vine together. And I'm very excited. It already has 12,000 loops. And my others, like I'm looking at some of my others, they, they just have the bell. This is the bell, 2,000 loops, 2,000 for me. All right. So I was so excited. And we're at Farmer's Market. I go, we got, two, we got already you know, 4,000 loops. She goes, that's because... I have 50,000 Twitter followers, and he's good at jib-jab. <laughs> so she, she made it all her, and maybe it is. So, so. I mean, will you guys make like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 off that? Uh, uh, not as, we make not as much as we make off this, which is the water. Oh, and, the water. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we want to play a little game. I, I, get the, I get, to tell the truth, mixed up with um, What's My Line, where she gets five guesses, one-word answers, it's obvious you... What's you're... my line? Isn't that something about cocaine or something? <laughs> <laughs> She's already texting. Oh. When she wants to leave, she texts. Oh, so okay. this, is the, this is the earliest she's ever done it. Where, like, Murray's a great guy. Don't, don't yell at him. Don't or, yell at him or, like you yell or at Or a woman. Depends what I wear, but we don't need to go there right now. <laughs> so don't, don't yell at him too much. Okay. But she's, she's a little mean sometimes. <laughs> That's why you brought Mary. So she... Mary's here. Say hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. So, so, so we brought his daughter, so Amber can't be too mean to you. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you, well, you never yelled at a guy in front of his daughter, did you? Yeah. Okay. No, I day. like it. She gives a great massage in the back. In the back. Yeah, was, but no biting. She bites. She bites a little bit. But my buttocks are still tingling. All right. Yeah. So, so, okay. So we're going to do five. Now, obviously, five. Where, what kind of, where in show business did I first fall in love with this guy? Uh, to give you a hint, I love- In the bathroom. Oh, see, she's learning. <laughs> it was a porn. I one guess. Now I only have to do four. 
I used to star in porn. I was a stuntman in porn films, actually, if you want to. I did King Kong plays ping pong with his ding dong in Hong Kong. Did you see that one? <laughs> oh, no. All right. All right. So I only had a little small part. So, all right. Where do you think? We don't think, need to go there. What, where, where did I, what kind of genre thing did I first, did he get fame from? Did you really first meet me in the bathroom? But you met him. You met him. Through. I met him after I was a fan of his. It was very exciting because we talked about this on other shows. Um, um, there's a morning table at the farmer's market, which you came too late for, where pe- comedians talk and stuff. You have one, or maybe, I don't know if you still have it, at Jerry's Deli with Johnny Doc, John Mendoza. Yeah, that's been years. That's yes, five, so that's where I first knew. Yeah, I think, yeah. No, I met you at the improv. No, it was a pay well, toilet. I remember now. You were crawling under, and I was crawling under. We hit heads, and we've been friends ever since. Back in the old days, during the pay toilet days. <laughs> so where, where did he get his notoriety from? Well, now I know it's sort of through comedy. Yes, but a specific place he broke out in. in a... I'm breaking out right now, as a matter of fact. Mary, could you? <laughs> Never mind. Go on. Where did I break out from? What was my... Talk Boxing. close to the mic. Oh. All toys are like going. That's how we can talk with you. think You still think Dad's weird, huh? Yes, right. <laughs> uh, I have to tell you, I have to confess something. What? Because you told me not to go to your Facebook page okay. to see who it was. But a question. But I accidentally saw it, who he was, and I know where you... He was the unknown comic on the gong show. Yeah. Now, to set up for people today why he's so exciting, back when I was a teen, 70s, they didn't have like Hulu and, you know, cable and Amazon. So the few shows that were on was a big deal. Yeah. And uh, there was the gong show. And I the 70s is seminal because that's when I was a depressed teen and trying to figure out what to do with my life. So I loved Mary Hartman, the Bob Newhart show, the gong show. And he was the unknown comic. He would put a bag over his head and do corny jokes and insult Chuck Barris. And he became famous from it. And I loved him. So, um, is that so you were a regular? I, well, I did a uh, hundred and fifty of those gong shows during that that time. That was the four, three or four years. It was Plus, on. you were a yeah. judge a lot. I ended up being a judge, and then they did a nighttime version of it. But, uh, but that was, I mean, I, before that, I was in show business too. You yeah, know? we'll go into that story. Yeah. But how did you? How did you get? How did you get the gig? What tell a story? The gong show. How you? All right. First of all. Because I just read his book, so I'm cheating a little bit. Yeah. But you... Now, the thing I don't understand is you didn't come to L.A. to make it as a comedian, but were you always this corny kind of doing all these puns? Like, how could you say you didn't want to be a comedian no, when no. all you do is make jokes? No, when I, well, I, I was grown up on Jerry Lewis. I just, like, was a fanatical Jerry Lewis fan, and I, and, and I wanted somehow to do what he was doing, which was, you know, being movies and stuff like that. But, you know, I was very naive coming from Canada. And so when I got here, uh, I mean, the thought of stand-up, never. I mean, get in front of a crowd telling jokes, that was, like, just way too beyond what I thought I could do. So, But I wanted to be an actor, and, and that's what I Like mean. a comedic actor, comedic character actor. actor. That's all I That's what well, I you Well, you were like me, very skinny. Yeah, very thin, and what my, the first thing I did was uh, Rona Martin's laugh-in uh, because I was skinny. Does he, does, does he have to talk closer to the mic, or is he okay? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Rona Martin's laugh-in. You probably don't remember. Amber's like, what are you, 11, 12? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. so she wouldn't remember. You remember Oh, laugh-in. yeah, it was a big, big, big show. And, it was and, like political, and they had 
all these people that broke out of it, uh, Lily Tomlin, Goldie Hawn. Ruth Buzzy, Ruth uh, my Buzzy. dear friend. But uh, Tiny Tim made it as uh, a... Tiptoe through the tulip. A special guest. He was a guest. weird guy and sang, tiptoe. And, really? and I ended up on the gong, I mean, on the uh, Laugh-In show also. It was my first gig. Uh, I was working at Universal Studios as a computer operator, but I got on, on uh, Laugh-In and doing my impression of a fork. I actually did that in a. Why you just put your arms up in the yeah, air? Yeah, <laughs> I was really, really thin, really thin back then. And that's all I did was go on like that, and uh, and so. Uh, but I ended up doing three or four impressions. I did a grandfather clock, and I, I think uh, the first man on the sun, or something like that. I did three or four of them that they 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 wrote for me back in those days. But yeah, that was my first job was uh, was. Uh, Rowan and Martin's laughing, and I thought, wow, this, you know, I'm going to be a huge star after Tiny Tim made it big, but it, it didn't do nothing for me. So I went back to, uh, you know, working and eventually got on the side. You were worked in a shoe store? I worked in a shoe, as a shoe salesman, but that was during the miniskirt craze, which was not a bad job back then, you know. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, oh. hubby, and I was a kid, I was young, <laughs> and it was fun, but uh, yeah, I was actually selling shoes at J.C. Penney when I... When I got the job on the Sunny and Cher show, that was so, wait, my next thing. Backtrack a little bit. You so you started going to comedy clubs. You decided what made you decide to try to do stand up, and you picked a black guy because you, you there was no black and white comedy team, correct? Yeah, you, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, well, what happened? Well, when I realized I wasn't going anywhere after the fork. And again, we'll there was back. a fork in the road. Yeah, see, yeah. I could do it. Oh. Hey, very good. Did you have it in his career? See, Mary, <laughs> I'm yeah. learning. And and so, well, there I'm was a fork in the road. Going to back to Jerry Lewis, I went. Well, I want to be like another Jerry Lewis. Then I thought, well, then he did D. Martin and Jerry Lewis. I said, I got to find myself a partner. But before Freeman, uh, I, I I worked up with a guy uh, uh, Jack named Jack Jack and Murray. We call ourselves Jack and Murray. I, don't, I can't remember the guy's last name. Jack. Jack, 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 Jack Starr was his name. Uh -huh. Jack Starr. So we formed a comedy team uh, called Jack and Murray, and there was a little place on Sunset called Canopos, right next to the Body Shop. It was right next door, which is now a sushi place. But uh, the Body Shop's not there anymore. No, the little restaurant oh, next door to it. I was called, a little nervous. It was called Canopo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually this lame. Something about Amber, I'm more lame than usual. Okay. But uh, so I, 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 they were paying. Oh, no, I don't mean you're no. lame. They were paying actually a hamburger a night to work there. This is before the comedy store. And, and a, a couple of guys uh, named Cheech and Chong were working there. So I, 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 so we started working together. Me, Jack and Murray and Cheech and Chong and a bunch of other actors were all working this place for a hamburger a night. Uh, that was for about six, eight months, and then I went over to Red Fox's nightclub. Me and Jack didn't last long because uh, he, you know, didn't really find it. Uh, he wanted in a cheeseburger. <laughs> if hamburger exactly. wasn't enough, he was tired. He, wa he, he wanted a full-grown meal. So I went to uh, Red Fox's nightclub. Red Fox had a nightclub. Gee, I'm old when I think back to these days, La Cienega, where guys like Flip Wilson, The Temptations, everybody was hanging out at that joint at the time. And uh, that's why I met Freeman, uh, this, uh, the, the black guy I ended up teaming up with. And uh, so we, got, we, opened up for, we ended up opening up for Red Fox during those years, me and Freeman doing a bunch of really dirty material, but it was funny stuff. Uh, and, then, uh, and then at Red Fox's club, we got spotted by an agent who ended up putting us on the Sonny and Cher show. You probably heard of Sonny and Cher, yes, Amber. She yes. only heard of Cher. You only heard of Cher, yeah. Sonny Cher? passed away. Cher. 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 <laughs> well, so anyway, the next four and a half. So I was selling shoes during that entire period. Wait, wait. You were selling shoes while you were on the Sonny and Cher no, show? No, no. Well, no. While I was doing the <coughs> Canopos and Red Fox nightclub. And then uh, that once I got on the Sonny 
Jane Share show, I stopped. I quit my job selling shoes. <laughs> That's all right. The Wiggles is singing. Oh yeah, <laughs> she, she pushed the button. So I. That's then, all right. So the next four and a half years, I had a job on the uh, Sonny and Share show as one of the regulars, and that was like amazing mm-hmm. to me. That was I was four years. What'd you do? Four and a half years. I cleaned toilets. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was one of the regulars. There were five like the regulars. ensemble. Awesome. We did character acting stuff. Terry Gar, you remember the actress? Mm-hmm. She was uh, also. She was the one female regular. And uh, then there was uh, Freeman King, because they signed both of us, and a guy named Ted Ziegler, Billy Van. They're all gone. Freeman's gone, Ted's gone, Billy Van's gone. Wow. I'm around. Cher is around. We're the only two left, except for Terry Gar. Yeah. Uh, and, she's and she's struggling a little really bit. Really struggling, yeah. yeah. <coughs> wow. Uh, but uh, those that we were the cast of the Sonny and Cher show for four and a half years. So I was, wow. It was quite a thing to go from... You know, uh, selling shoes to to, to laughing and no. And who were some of the uh, people that would come by and you'd be in sketches with? Where you did you get to your dream of like Jerry Lewis? Well, that was the big thing for me. Tell me, they, tell they, me. They, well, they just said one day, guess who we got starring next wow. week? Wow, Jerry Lewis, and I, I, I like, of course, freaked out and uh, ended up working with him on. He ended up guesting on the Sunny and Cher show three or four times. So, what was it like to meet the guy that made you want to be in this business? It was sort of like meeting you the first time. <laughs> I went, oh, is that really? <laughs> Fred, <laughs> same name as Fred Willard. Did you know that? I, I've yeah, learned that. Same yes. first name. Yeah, coincidence? I don't think so. But uh, no, it was it was phenomenal. You know what's so unusual? Uh, I, I'm, I'm moving ahead. Is my daughter, who we just talked about, my older daughter Maya, who has a number. Yes, one we're going to try to find the song and play some of it. Yeah, but she, it, this is because I was talking with her the other day. The fact that I was uh, phen- uh, you know crazy about Jerry Lewis, and then I ended up working with him, and my daughter was crazy at 10, 9, 10 years old over wow. Britney Spears. And like 10 years later, she uh, was uh, Britney Spears' background singer on three of her albums. Wow. You know, and and <coughs> even today is weird. Like she's getting ready to go to Korea on a little tour by hopefully daughter. The, hopefully the, uh, the South. Yeah, the, the okay. military bases, which is coincidence because I did the military bases as a comedian he was, with he, Pat Paulson. See, he, Murray, was Canadian. And to be an American citizen, he loved show business so much, you enlisted in the Army during Vietnam. You didn't know it was Vietnam. It wasn't that I loved it. Just, that was the only way I could figure out to come to the States. You know, I was a, I was a kid, and I went, how am I going to get into the States? I didn't know how. So I figured, well, I'll join the military, and uh, you know, and but I didn't know it was I had no clue that there was a Vietnam when I joined, but it turned out there was, and and I spent you know four years uh, in the Girl Scouts, uh, <laughs> broke a nail twice. It's not pleasant. <laughs> no, but I spent my four years. So I'm a veteran, guys. So Aww. I can I'm a vet. I can work on your dogs or cats or anything. <laughs> no, I yeah yeah. So I I spent my my time in the military, but totally uh, uh, you know not realizing that I was. I mean, when I joined, <laughs> older people would remember. I mean, I joined, and they put me on this aircraft carrier. Next thing I know, I'm in the uh, Cuban blockade, you know, that you whole The Cuban thing. Missile Crisis. Cuban Missile, missile and Crisis. And you go, do I want to be in show business this bad? And I went, this is not what I planned, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but again, I had no idea. I was just a young kid wanting to go to Hollywood, and for me, that was the easiest way. Howie Mandel did it a little bit better, easier, you know. Wow, yeah, how did he get into Well, he did clubs in Yuck Yucks and probably got a sponsor. Yeah. Um, like Norm Macdonald, who was here last week. <coughs> excuse me. A lot of comedians. I'm sorry, I can't excuse you. No, no. Maybe later, but not right now. I can't. Do so that. wow. So you you so you broke into uh, all these um, things. Another thing that's interesting. Amber wasn't here, but we had a great character actor Robert Forster from Jackie Brown, 
And he used to hang out at Schwab's, which is no Hollywood history, and you were saying you did too? Oh, I hung out there a lot back in those days. Who were some of the actors and stars well, you hung that, out with? They were, uh, you know, Sally Marr, who was Lenny Bruce's mother. Sure. Yeah, she was. She practically lived there. And a lot of comedians like uh, uh, Jackie Gale, uh, uh, ooh, 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 uh, Joey Ross uh, from, I mean, just a whole... Well, I love movies about Hollywood and Sunset Boulevard. I love this scene where they're all hanging out in Schwab's and waiting at the phone for a call. So what was the call you got there where you couldn't... There was some... Oh, that was the Sonny and Cher show. It was like freaky, you know, because yeah, uh, we... Freeman and I, when we were seen at Red Fox's Club, uh, uh, and we, we went down to audition for these uh, for these producers, Chris Beard and Alan Bly, who produced the Sonny and Cher show, which coincidentally were writers on the Laugh-In show. When I got Laugh-In, I went to audition, totally naive. You know, I called up... True story. I just was naive, didn't know nothing about show business, didn't know you're not, you, you can just call a producer. Laughing was the biggest television show in the country. So I wanted to get on when I saw Tiny Tim made it. So I just said, well, how do I, I called up NBC and I said, can I talk to the producer of Laughing? And they said, just a minute. And all of a sudden this guy, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Paul, Ke uh, George Slaughter. George Slaughter. Uh, got on and said, yeah, what do you want? And I said, yeah, I, I, uh, Tiny Tim was on your show. I'd like to get on your sh show. He said, really, what do you do? I said, well, I'm working on this impression of a fork and he said <laughs> okay why don't you come down tomorrow morning he said, you know so that's actually how it happened how I got my first job just naive so I went down that morning and and they brought me into a room with a bunch of writers and these two producers of the Sunny and Cher show Chris Beard and Alan Black <coughs> were just writers on the Laugh-In show and I did this fork and they all just looked do at the, me like, do it. well, I'd have to stand up and then the microphone would get caught in my, in my leg. And But I basically, I just stood up. I was very, very thin, you know, no oh, mustache just and just went like that. <laughs> it would just put my, and the funny thing is after show aired, which was huge, I actually walked around the street like this opening. People would recognize me. But, I, uh, yeah. But anyway, so leading on to that, so, what, what, so when I ended up going years later to the audition for the Sonny and Cher show, me and Freeman, it was the two writers, the two guys who remembered were, him from laughing. Were laughing. Remember, they said, "Weren't you the guy that did the fork on laughing?" Wow. You know, years later, and all of a sudden, they're producing this on the Cher show. And again, we had nothing but really filthy material. Freeman and I doing sketches. We just did sketches. We didn't, uh, you know. And so we auditioned, and they just looked at us, and we left there thinking. They ain't no chance they're going to hire us. But uh, again, we go back to the beginning of the story. I was at Schwab's, and, and Freeman calls me there, knowing I was there all the time. And the phone rings. Hey, Murray, you got a phone call. And Freeman says, he's yelling on the phone, we got the job. We're going to be on the Sunday and Share oh. show. And I'm screaming, and I'm yelling to everybody. Oh, you know, in, I miss that excitement. Yeah, yeah, I got the show. I got the show. I love that you got the phone call there. At Schwab's drugstore, yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. They just story. knew that you were hanging out there. Well, yeah. Well, I was, so much better than getting, like, a text. Or... Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to do texts. Yeah, I miss my rotary phone. Don't you miss that? Friend? Oh yeah, I I remember when numbers were like RO9 with with things. I'm so old. I remember the, before area codes. Area code. That's well, we have area codes here. No, but I'm saying before. Oh oh yeah yeah, 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 before, yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah. It was a, it, it was a different world. Yes, it was. So, but that's what happened, uh, the Schwab story, and I ended up on the Sonny and Cher show for four and a half years, and then I ended up taking that money, and I bought a nightclub, because after the Sonny and Cher show folded, I, had, I, bought, I, 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 I started my own nightclub called Showbiz, where guys like uh, Michael Keaton started. 
Mike, but his name was Michael Douglas back at my club. And wow. Deborah Winger was one of my waitresses. And wow. And you dated her, right? Yes, yes. We, this guy, I have a little resentment because uh, reading your book, you've been with so many waitresses and <sighs> beauty stars and... All right, you deserve. Yeah, it. I did. I did okay did back, back did in good. those days, but they they cost me a lot of money. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, they didn't. They they wouldn't do it with me for free. Right. I had to I, pay yeah. every one of them. Something. Well, I still resent you. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <clears throat> so who else did your club that you owned? Uh, oh yeah. So who Gallagher started out there? Uh, breaking his watermelon at my place, first place he did it. He actually came from Florida. He, he actually was with a uh, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim. Who was the guy? Big singer. Uh, Jim spider. Stafford. Jim Stafford. I don't like spiders and snakes. Spiders and snakes, right, yeah. I, and my girl, Bill. Yeah, my girl. That's Jim Stafford. Well, him and uh, Gallagher were like best buddies. And, and Jim actually, who was a big star then, called me, uh, came into my club one day, just walked in. My little club said, hey, uh, can I do a show here? I just I, He was getting ready to do a variety show in L.A. at, at, at or one of the networks. And he said, uh, "And uh, can I bring my buddy in? He does this watermelon thing <laughs> to my club. And... And they did it back. Was then. this before the comedy store? Was your room before there was a lot of clubs? Not really. It was right about the same. The comedy store had already been open a couple of years. Uh, another thing historical with me is I was there the day the comedy store opened. I was actually in the club the day. It and opened. who were some of the comics? Letterman, uh, Jimmy Walker, I'm guessing. Well, no, those guys weren't around then. Uh, Letterman actually started out in my club too. Wow. Uh, yeah, he because uh, he had an apartment right down the street from me, uh, uh, on uh, like a block away. So. Letterman uh, uh, used to come and work at my club all the time when he was just starting out. Uh, but uh, the comedy store had already been open about two years when I opened up my place. Uh, so, uh, and I only had my place for a couple of years because uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, some people should not own uh, businesses, and I'm one of those people because I, you know, take a. Were well, you uh, too nice? Like everyone wanted to do a set, or you just. Oh, yeah. Or I, I was a restaurant, I fed everybody, they drank all my booze, and, you know, and I, at the end of the week, I had nothing. I, you know, I never, I was always. Well, I, well, we, all the money I made on the Sunny and Share show, which wasn't a whole lot, but back in those days, it was substantial, but it was all gone. Wait, yeah. so why did you want to open a club? What was your thing to express I think more yourself? Ego, I had nothing doing. The Sunny and Share show was gone, although I did a few other shows. I did a series with Wolfman Jack, a series with uh, Lola Falana, the Hudson Brothers. Uh, Bobby Vinton. I ended up doing a lot of character actor work, and then uh, when that all folded, I was, you know, I decided to open up this club. It was ego, you know. Wow, I got a nightclub, <laughs> and I got my food, and uh, and you don't open up a club because what I learned uh, knowing getting to know people like Bud Freeman, who I almost, I almost became a piece of his business too, be, because uh, when my club folded, I had a liquor license, and when Bud Freeman first showed up in uh, uh, with the improv here, he didn't have a liquor license for the first few years. He only had a beer and wine. So he asked me if I'd uh, give him my liquor license in return for a piece of the improv. Wow! I could have made a lot of money. Oh my wow. God! And I was going to do that until somebody came in and bought my club at the last minute for five thousand for very little money. You know, it was wow. it, it just kept me out of bankruptcy. Was your club busy and you just spent the money, or was it was it? Well, not... it wasn't. It wasn't a bad location. It was Lancashire and Victory, and uh, it, and it was also I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, that you, you got to be a, an. And plus, you said you'd go on the road and friends would take it over. Yeah, or... I had a few people take <laughs> take it over and get in the fight and stuff like that a few times I went out uh, on a few TV shows uh, it, it just wasn't uh, certain people shouldn't be in business and I'm one of them you know Me too, uh, yeah. and, and uh, uh, there's paperwork there's bartenders stealing from you all this kind uh. of stuff that goes on 
And and uh, I've always said, learning from that, that you got to be, excuse now, my you, language, you got to be a prick to be a successful nightclub owner. And most of the ones that we oh, know yeah. are, are. Well, it's like landlords. My, are any landlords yeah. good people? My yeah. mom has owned a restaurant for 38 well, years, and she's a total prick. No, no really? <laughs> no. You mean a, a prickess. <laughs> she, no. She, how long has she owned it? 38 years. Two, wow. two locations, two restaurants. But she's tough. Oh, yeah. But it's not a yeah. nightclub your mom has, right? It's a well, restaurant. Well, it's a bar. I mean, a restaurant and a bar. It's but she's sm- she has savvy. She knows not to have people rip her off. Well, yeah, yeah. that's why it's been around for Yeah, that's what I'm years. saying. She's tough. I mean, I couldn't be tough. I'm like a... No, a, she a is. She yeah. she has... She... And she... Yeah, but it's so yeah, much work. I don't mean work. a, a prick so being in a ne- yeah. necessarily a negative way, but you got to be... No, well, you got to be... That's that. your yeah. only thing. You're yeah. an artist. You wanted yeah. to do... Perform. You mm-hmm. wanted to have friends. So I always say I special. Uh, you know uh, what did I say? I specialized in bankruptcy and became very successful. <laughs> in that area. But that's what created the unknown comic. You know. Uh, so yeah, tell the story how that came about. Well, well, yeah. What happened is, uh, you know, when I lost my ass in the club and I was like broke, penniless again. Uh, the uh, uh, the gong show had already been on the air. This show, this crazy gong show, which is uh, such a big thing. When I was doing stand up in the eighties, if you're bombing, they'd scream gong because you'd have all these freaky, weird, all these characters, and they'd gong it when they wanted you off. But it was basically the first reality show too. The first yeah. show where anybody Freaks. could get on and be in, in front of a camera and. Uh, and, and so, uh, but the thing that attracted me is if you're in the union, I heard through the Comedy Store uh, Network that uh, they had to pay you. A lot of guys were just going on the show figuring out this dumb stuff I think stuff the guy Jack Grayman, a comedian, did it. He did some a lot stupid of guys bit did just it. to get the, what, 350 bucks? Well, back then it was less than that. It was probably about 250 I think, back then. Uh, but so, so, that, so even if you get gonged, you get you the money. You still got the union money. And sure. I was in the union having done the Sonny and Cher show and all these shows. So my only thing was... I needed a couple hundred dollars, and that's all going to show. And the woman who uh, was a talent coordinator, I happened to know. Her name is still remember Ruth Goldberg because I'd done a bunch of dating games back then. <laughs> and uh, was that the same thing? Did you get union money? Chuck, well, yeah, for the dating game. And Chuck Barris produced that too. You know, Chuck Barris produced the. Golf. You know, a lot of comedians did the dating game. I think Schwarzenegger. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, know, except for him, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Pee Wee. Oh, a lot of guys did. Uh, 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 if you go back, and so, so I knew this woman, Ruth Goldberg. So I called her up and I, I said to Ruth, uh, I said, "Can I get on the Gong Show? I need some, you know, the money, the union money." And she said, uh, "Yeah, but there's a thing that Chuck does where he they call curtain closers, where you just come out and you do something stupid and he closes the curtain on you." She's the one that suggested that instead of you going on the show as an act. I said, yeah. So, so that's when I said, well, I, well, first of all, I told her, I said, I don't want anybody to recognize me because I've been on all these TV shows. So I said, I, I got this idea. I just put a bag over my head, tell a couple of stupid jokes, and nobody will know it's me. And they won't say, oh, that's the guy from the Sunny and Chair show. Why you know? is he doing this? Because yeah. that would have been embarrassing knowing the truth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that I was uh, broke again. So what happened is I went on the first show. And you didn't want to be the guy who's been on shows just playing the piano and hoping. Exactly. Yes, right. so, so I went on, and, and, and but the, the first joke I told Chuck Barry, I went. I still remember. It. I went. Hey, Chucky, baby, you and your wife ever make love in a shower? And he said, No. I said, Well, you should. She loves it. <laughs> and, and the audience loved it. And they all. So you're insulting Chuck. I so. And and what happened is he liked that vulnerability that I ended up giving him because he was insulting everybody. So all of a sudden this jerk comes on and insults with him. The, the unknown comic with a bag over your head. So right after that show, he came running up to me. He said, "Can you do another one? I like that you insulted me. That was his thing. He was smart enough to realize <coughs> that. So he said, "Yeah, he said, yeah, oh yeah, sure." And I'm, I thought I was just going to make that two hundred. And also to set it up for Amber, 
Was your you you kind of like well like kind of like a, a like oh I running don't. in place <laughs> and giggling and had a higher pitched voice Chucky baby Chucky Chucky, Chucky. yeah because <laughs> the unknown comic uh, you know most comics use their face to push over a joke and the unknown comic didn't have that luxury so I used to use my body to push over a joke you know whatever <laughs> just yeah, yeah. like yeah, a Gumby it, it's come out yeah just at the airport two Muslims tried to pick me up they thought I was a chick you know because I had this bag over my head <laughs> so they would look funny and know. plus you did so many with the bag visual puns like your impression of Linda Blair, the exorcist, and moved the Turning bag around. around. I had my grandfather oh. with a wrinkled bag over his <laughs> head. I, and then you brought on a baby, like this oh, is your yeah, kid. Yeah. I actually brought a doll brought, with actually, a bag over its head. I actually, I actually brought my cat on and let my cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and my dog. I had a dog. I brought him on with a completely covered with a bag except for his head. And I said, you know, you've, or no, I mean, except for his tail. And I put his legs through the bag. And, and I said, you've heard of a boxer. This is a bagger. I was going to name him Chooser, but <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> it's just it was all perfect for you, all these crazy puns. Stuff. Yeah, it was our pun crazy. And then there was one where people were in the audience. Here's my mom and dad, and they had bags. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, no, it was a it was a crazy time, and so and it really caught on. It caught on to a degree, but again, I didn't really do stand-up at that point. And then all of a sudden, I'm offered a job in Vegas at the Sahara Hotel. You as know, the unknown comic. As the unknown comic, they wanted to bring me there, and I had no act, so to speak. So I had to like go. Did you have from all your gong shows like material like piled up? Like I'll take this. In, couldn't you watch tapes? Well, what I knew because I started doing stand up at the various club, at the comedy store and, and the very the other clubs, but uh, because the unknown comics started to click and I. But what I realized is the unknown comic in front of an audience can only work for a certain amount of time because then it gets a little, <laughs> you know, especially in those days. I was learning, and, and, and the audience go, okay, we've seen that. And then, so, uh, but if, and how uh, long did you have to do in Vegas? you got to do a 20-minute set in, in at the comedy store. I ended up working like some of the places, and I'd do like three or four minutes of the unknown comic then do, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So you take the bag off. Yeah. In the, in because, the, wait, as a viewer... I think the first time I saw who Murray was was the evening at the Improv, and it was weird because uh, here's the you unknown comic. You got I turned on. You got turned on a minute, right? Yeah, I did yeah, get okay. turned on. I love the unknown comic. Then you take the bag off and just doing observations. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. So for live people, was it was it like Kiss where they had makeup on and people wanted to know what you look like? No, no. Uh, people were just shocked when I took because well in Vegas I had to do an hour show. So, but, but by then, you know, see, I, they offered me five grand a week back then, which was like huge money for me. It's nothing now. No, it isn't now. But back then, it was huge I'm money. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's pretty good now. It's uh, great. Come now. to think of it, yeah. But uh, but back then, that was like seventy something or eighty. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty big money. But I didn't make that for a long time because I had no act. So I hired two girls to be dancers and open up the show. Cause I Did only they had have about, bags to dancers? Yeah, they. I called them the baguettes. They would open up the show. <laughs> I wrote a song for them, you know, show me a comic with a face that's unknown, and I'll show you a brown paper bag. He may be ugly, and then maybe he's not. You see, it's all just a part of the gag. <laughs> he's got a million jokes from A to Z, guaranteed to keep you in hilarity. He's original, sensational, he's one of a kind. He's the unknown, and then they would, so my show was, I put the show together, it, it cost me more than the 5000 I was getting, because wow. I, I had to put them in hotels, and I had to hire a band called the Brown Baggers, who also had bags over their heads so this whole show was it was quite and i got fabulous reviews in vegas back then but i because i only had about 15 minutes of material without the bag i had to really stretch the whole show out but it ended up working and uh, and and but it took me years to really develop uh, as a stand-up still uh, back in those days because even when i got that job 
I had some horrendous nights because I just wasn't that experienced as a as a as a nightclub comic to handle. Even even after owning your own club and getting all the stage shows. But I never want. did stand up at my club. Oh. I only did sketches. Me and Freeman would do sketches. Is that's what I'm saying? You know, I, I never. Do you did. like Do you like stand up? You know, uh, to this day, I can't really figure it out. You know, I mean, I'm real. When I do it, I'm amazed at how. Cause the last gig I did was a couple of years ago. I did a, I did Reno, and I got standing ovation. Wait, so you still do the unknown comic? You started. Well, I do 15 minutes. Yes. I do an hour show, 15, 12, 15 with the bag, and then I do the rest without the bag. <laughs> but the last uh, gig I did uh, in Reno uh, at uh, whatever it is, I mean, I got a standing ovation. Uh, I did. Wow. So do you still have to bring all the baguettes and everyone? No, 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 no. I got rid of that. <coughs> right, I just right. show up myself. Now, you know, that. Uh, but I mean, when, when I started to get good, I realized I need to make some money, you know, because like I said, I, I was making zero. Zero money back in those days, because uh, which is not good even back then. Even back then, no, because I had to pay all these guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, but it was a, uh, but it was a growing stage, and it's. So it's you a, loved it. It was like you know, here I am in Vegas, except not making it money. It was a love-hate thing for me, to be honest, because I'm always amazed at some, you know, the guys today that just love getting, you know, Jay Leno. You know, we all we know talk Jay. about that on this podcast that. I wish I could be one of these guys. Man, I did five sets. I got to do Hermosa. Yeah. To me, I love expressing myself. I love the book. I love yeah, this, yeah. other things. But I, yeah, I don't have that need to be at a pack club. And no, I, I don't. I don't yeah. miss it when I don't do it. If somebody talks to me into doing it, I'll go. I, well, I was looking forward. I had this. Uh, a uh, cruise ship with uh, Malt Shop Memories, which they hired me for at the end of the month for like good money for six grand for two shows, and uh, and I had to cancel it because of this thing I'm going on with. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, that was with Frankie Avalon and Bobby Rydell, Sean and all these old acts that I I, I knew. We, we want to talk about what's going on. Uh, just a few stories now. There's a story you told me when I met you, and it was in your book about. Uh, I don't want to get risque in front of Mary, but you could. She doesn't really comprehend. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, she does. But Amber's here. But Amber doesn't yes. comprehend. Hey, uh... hey, Mary, how are you? Good days. You did that, I know. Um, Mary does jokes. You want to come here and tell you a joke? Okay. Come here, let's tell her. Here's Mary Langston, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, are you ready? ready? Go up to the microphone, tell your joke. Uh, knock, knock. No, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? D D dishes. Dishes. This is who? This is the way I talk. This is the way I talk. Ah, that's great. I love that. That's great. Who did you write that or? No, well, she didn't write it. Well, she writes it now. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that. This is the way I talk. That's adorable. That's so self-accepting. I love it. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. She's the greatest little thing in my life. Oh, we, you know, when I play tennis with you, and you beat me. I gotta be honest. I was I was with the racket, by the way. Yeah, over the. I was back. playing with Weird Al Yankovic, and I was beating him. But then I thought, it's cooler for me that I'm playing with the unknown comic and uh, Weird Al than them being with me. So then I kind of let them win a little. But then they, then I wanted to win, and then it was too late. Ah. They beat me, both of you. He's a nice guy, right? He's I've, very, very I, nice. I've never met him. Now we, ooh, you talk about people not nice. Now. Yes, I did. What Annie? She just saw Annie the last night. Yeah. The yeah. Did you like the dog? Was the dog on the show? Uh, yes. Spot yes. or uh, what's the doggy's name? Sandy. 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 Yeah. Sandy. Yeah. Sandy from now I have I have Billy Crystal stories. One of our guests didn't have good things to say about Terry Gar. I shouldn't say that because she's not doing well. Uh, one guy said he when he worked on Tootsie they weren't nice. So when I first moved to L.A. 
I was so excited, uh, you know, so nervous. I'm at the improv, and Billy Crystal had seen me. He goes, oh, he's telling his friend, this guy's funny, but he's sick. It's sick, sense of humor. You're going to go on? I'm going, oh, you know, you don't get spots at the improv when you first move there. And I go, wow, Billy Crystal knows me. And and I go, I said, I, I have a demo tape. Could I give you my demo tape? He goes, you pushed it. Walked away from me. <laughs> well, you know, what I had to say about Billy Crystal in my book, did you read that part or not? I, I read it or listened, yes. Yeah, yeah, or listen. Yeah, no, I was not. A, I mean, I worked with him in. in, in a, well, my thing about uh, Billy Crystal was the same thing as my thing about Sonny Bono. I didn't, I thought Sonny Bono was a jerk besides Billy Crystal. And what uh, differentiates these guys from, and most of the celebrities, I've worked with so many celebrities, most of them are really nice We're, people. Yeah. Uh, but Billy Crystal wasn't one of those nice guys. And you always try to say to yourself, okay, they didn't Give like me, big doubt. deal. Yeah, they didn't like me, it's not my problem. But then you find out later. But my thing with Billy Crystal and, and, and Sonny Bono, uh, who I spent four and a half years with, is they don't want to associate with you unless you're at their level or mm. above. Amber's the same way. Oh, please! But that's <laughs> and there's a few other people I've met like that, and that's that's not nice, you know. That unless no, that's not necessary. And, and that's what that's what, when I for, I worked on a show in Canada with him. We were doing a show, and I I tried to yeah, hey, how you doing? And he just like looked at me like, please, you know, I have better people to talk to, you know. And then I met him again at the Improv and say, hey, remember there's we worked a lot in of Canada? Like that, and though. he went. Uh, well, tell tell about the time that you you the cast didn't give him a, a gift. What was that story? Oh, that's Sonny Bono. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sonny Bono. It was the same way. I mean, uh, you know, you work with a guy four and a half years, and he just treated us. Well, he called the regulars, including, you know, Terry uh, uh, on the show, he referred to us as as uh, as atmosphere. Oh, God. Where, oh, where is atmosphere? God. Yeah. This what? Is, and... See, now, see, the thing that, that uh, Chris Beard and... and, and, and uh, 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 Alan Bly, who produced, or who, like I said, who were on Laugh, and they produced also the Smothers Brothers show before they they produced uh, exactly. Sonny and Cher. They learned something from like the Carol Burnett show. Don't give everybody big billing, uh, like the regulars. Well, go to their head. They go well. They no, they want more money. If you get so, so you just call so sketch uh, plays atmosphere. Yeah. So well, no, well that wasn't Sonny Bono, but the, the producer. So we we didn't have open billing on the show like the Carol Burnett show. You know, also, I see. We were out, always at the end of the show. Also on the show was Murray Langston, Freeman King, Ted Zeller. That's the only I... kind of billing we got. But they did that purposely so that if we had upfront billing and people got to you know I got to know us. But Sonny, no, that was a, a different issue. He just just uh, treated us like we were not at his level what? and referred to his atmosphere. So one time Cher is having a birthday. Party for what him. was she like, real quick? Cher was. Uh, I liked her back then. You know, she was. The problem with Cher is uh, she was very young when she made it. You know, when you make it, you're like still, 19, screaming uh, or 16, 16, 17. She had her first record. Half Breed. I remember some of those songs. Well, those came later, but you know, right. the, the Sonny and Cher show. Uh, I didn't know uh, she I mean, made the it Sonny at 16. Song. Yeah, I got you, babe. I think right. she was 16 or 17. Oh my God. So when you make it that like big. Your you, no, your brain uh, hasn't fully adjusted. So, and I have this theory, and that's whether it's with Elvis or Jerry Lewis. And you met Elvis. Yeah, I partied with him. Wow. These these with, with these guys, their brain at sixteen or seventeen, when you're that famous, you don't really fully grasp that you're lucky. You really think you're something special. And I think that was a little bit of share too. She thought yeah. she was something special working on. I liked her terrific sense of humor, and, and I, I could tell the story about sure. that. Uh, uh, one day, I was the werewolf every every Halloween, right? So the first Halloween, they they asked me to be the werewolf. So they, I spent like two hours in the makeup chair, getting all this hair on my face and on my hands and fingers, grotesque hairy nails. And so 
so, uh, so after I, I'm all made up, uh, I go into the dressing, uh, the rehearsal hall, and I share his back is toward me. She's talking to one of the dancers. So I figure I'm going to scare her, right? So I sneak up behind her, and I put this ugly, grotesque, hairy hand on her shoulder. And she just looks at my hand and goes, Sonny, your mother's here. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, whoa, this very quick sense of humor. And we got along really good back in those days. And, and I think... Uh, She's and, and even after the years, I'd run in there in 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 Vegas, and we'd hang out or meet at have so a you, couple. So you you ended up. I'm sorry to answer. Did a little bit of a Vegas career, kept going. Yeah, during those years when I was doing Vegas, and and uh, yeah. but what happened is when Sonny died, and uh, and uh, the first interviewer called me from uh, some newspaper, and and I went uh, and I was a little shocked. I said, "Yeah, what did you think of Sonny?" And I went, "Oh yeah, I was a good guy." And I went. Why am I lying? I didn't ah. like it. So then they did a uh, 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 special, what do you call it, the documentary on Sonny. Right. And then they came to me and I said, well, I'm going to tell the truth. Yes. I and I told the truth on the documentary that I thought he was, you know, uh, uh, I just told on the documentary what I didn't uh, that I didn't think very much of. Basically, what I just said to you guys, and I guess Harry. You know what I, you know what I try thing. to you know what I try to say to be diplomatic. I go, he, he's not an exceptional guy. Yeah, or that's good. One, one thing I say to people, I want to say, go, and that's saying you're an asshole, but you're more of that than you're not. <laughs> you're more of an yeah, asshole yeah, than yeah, you're yeah, not. Than you're one. not. That's very good. Yeah, but I, I think Cher saw that, and at some point, uh, you know, even though she wrote horrible stuff when they broke up, and 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 all of a sudden after that, uh, she uh, felt bad. He got killed. Yeah. 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 But she, she yeah, loved she, him, even though he probably was abusive or something. Well, he was apparently. Yeah. To, to her, her, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And manipulated her. Yeah, was the, too. Well, maybe it's a short syndrome. He was a short guy, yeah, and she yeah. was tall, and yeah. he had to be the boss. Who knows? And he made was a mayor and stuff. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So that was uh, so you didn't do a fist bump when he died, like uh, yes. No, I mean I'm, I, I, you feel bad about anybody dying. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was what he skied, he skied into a mountain. <laughs> what? Was, <laughs> that took a little bit to go, Fred. I thought you're not going to be so lame well, anymore. Well, I wanted him to answer, but then I. And had Amber, do you know how, how Sonny Bono died? Yeah, in a skiing accident. Into a tree, right? And uh -huh. so, and that same week was one of the Kennedys. Yeah. Skied into a tree, and I. So I said, you know, it's it's odd that because uh, celebrities usually die in trees. You know, uh, is that what they say? They die in trees. In trees. Three. Oh, yeah. trees. So there should have been one more. There should <laughs> no. have been one more. Uh, Amber, you're from Colorado. Are you a skier? Uh, yeah, I did it when I was young. I've never done it. Really? No, nah, no. Nah, oh I my, did. that would be funny to a, take you skiing. Where was I? I was uh, I was in uh, uh, Whistler. Aspen? I did a. This sounds like an oxymoron or a. Uh, uh, I did a bad ski movie called uh, Downhill Willie in Whistler. It was just that was a porn I did downhill. Yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> before <laughs> Viagra. <Yeah>. And uh, <laughs> see, Mary knows. Uh, she thinks it's funny. <laughs> so we were on slopes, but uh, and I've never, I've never skied. I think I would fall. But is it that dangerous? Why can't they just take trees away? I, is it that because dangerous? Because it's on the mountain. You're right. That's a good I point. I never liked it. <laughs> Me, it was just cold. I, I like. I'd rather lay. Yeah. It is. It's fun. It's really fun and exhilarating, but it's cold. But it's three hours of getting ready for like yes. a, a ten-minute ride down you the really hill. I went on a ski up. lift, which was fun. Did That's you a, scream? Well, not me. I'm afraid of heights too. So really? It doesn't. I, well, I can't. The ski lifts are scary when I. Because when I went when I was little, they didn't have that little crossbar. You I were. Think, oh my you God. were little. <laughs> 
when she was younger. Oh, oh, younger. I um. A little girl. I little girl. Uh, yeah, skiing. I I can't see that movie, The Walk. I I'm not. It's heights. I'll picture. Oh, don't see Everest then. Yeah, I'll picture being on a place. There's no reason to picture like hanging from the the clock at the grove and the antenna and i get and i get dizzy like i picture being in places well I'll, I'll picture a neighborhood and be depressed that i live there when i don't you know so i picture things i don't have to picture okay this is i do that too when i'm hiking i picture like a rock falling from the sky and decapitating me like if i'm like on a lower point like if there's a mountain or a hill i'm like oh i bet you a boulder's gonna come fly at my head and decapitate me oh my just God. for a second but yeah, I can't I can't see that trade center movie The Walk. I did a lame joke on Twitter. She's great on Twitter yeah. that I got dizzy seeing the walk because I sat on the top the top seat. At the movie theater. Hey, I got a laugh yeah. from him. It, I got you know did, so did you see it? No, I I, th I, I, I mean, think I, I, oh, oh. I there's a thing in Toronto, um The documentary is great. I'll Man maybe see that I'm about the movie. Man on wire, yeah. There's a th there's in Toronto. Now you've done a lot of shows in Toronto, but they have a thing where it's like the uh, X World Trade Center, one of the biggest things. You're all the way at the top, but it's a glass thing you walk over and oh, yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. That freaked me out. It's I'm walking. You got to trust. Bridges where you walk over a bridge from building to building. No, I can't do that oh, stuff. I'm oh really my cool. god. Yeah. So he, um, tell a story about when you met a woman. He did something. He met women and had sex. I had to say, with without your celebrity status, and the one in Vegas where the commercial came on, or the thing commercial? about the charity. Oh, oh, the chair. Oh, yeah. that was uh, such a wonderful little story. But that's when I had. I that's when I was riding high. I was. Uh, I, I owned a Rolls Royce. You know, long wheelbase. So Jeez. it was like a limo. And uh, I was like riding high and working in Vegas, and uh, uh, you, you really want to hear that? So, so yeah, let us have. So it. I, so I, I got my Rolls Royce parked in front of the Zahara Hotel, and uh, so one day I come out uh, uh, after a show, and I see this girl on the side crying, and I said, you know, so I, I introduced, I said, hi, how you doing? Uh, what's wrong? And she's, oh, I came here from, uh, I think Bakersfield, somewhere like that, with my girlfriend, and, and we we showed up, we went gambling, lost all our money, but she's still in there, and, and she's all angry, and, and I, I haven't seen Vegas or anything, and blah, blah. She's going on, and I'm just upset. So I thought, man, she was attractive, you know. So I thought, well, you know. So I'll take advantage of the situation. No, no, I, that was not my plan <laughs> no, for the first five or six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but the, no, so I, uh, no, I, no, I, I was actually legitimate. I, I felt bad for her, and I said, and, and I, I said, you want? I'll take you on a tour of Las Vegas, up and down the strip, a strip, if you'd like. And she said, really? So, so she somehow thought I was the parking attendant, and I, you know, that I was the parking guy because I always dressed in like, you know. Know, torn jeans and stuff like that so but but i mean i was just down so anyway i so i said yeah i'll take you in in, in the roles so she thought i was like it was in your role she didn't know it was mine so i put her in the back seat it was like a long wheelbase and i take her and i take her up and down the strip showing her this hotel and that hotel and all the way around there and then i as i'm talking to her, i went oh you know she's she might be fun to you know hang out with if she's interested and, and sure. I, I i own a home in vegas real nice home with pool and everything and i and uh, uh, how so eventually I... you got rid of the ba the baguettes and started making more money, obviously with the pool, meaning you were making money. Oh, oh no! Then by then I was right. uh, I was well by then I'd already had my own shows in Vegas. I think I, I was like headlining at the Tropicana good, good, good. and the Landmark, and and I had and I had a bunch of people opening for me. Uh, I had you know I had like you know all 
uh, George Miller and uh, all these guys were, were uh, Willie cool. Tyler and Lester and uh, Yakov Smirnoff. All sure. The, all these guys, Elaine Boozler, uh, they were all opening for me back wow. in those days. Uh, I, I was, oh, and I have a record. Uh, the, you know, they have all these comedy clubs in Vegas. I'm the first one to ever put a, a comedy, uh, 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 an all comedy show in Las Vegas. First person. Yes, yeah, see, I read in your book that. Um, At the Landmark Hotel. The, 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 it was always headliners, but you were the first one to have it like a comedy club, like three people in Well, three MC. people on a show. And it was me and uh, Roger and Roger and Elaine Boozler. It was the first show I ever put together in Las cool. Vegas. And uh, th so that was, and, and, and I have the write-up. says, Murray likes us putting the first all-comedy show in Las Vegas at the Landmark Hotel. So I'm the first one that And did a that. woman was on it. Good for you. Elaine, well, who's one of the funniest, she's very, so very, very funny. talented. I love her. Uh, she, yeah. We grew up in the same block, Sheepshead Bay. She's a few years older than me. Yeah, yeah. We have the same kind of crazy mothers. Yeah, oh, really? So, yeah, I went to my high school. Larry David went to my high school and Donna Pescow. Are you serious? Yeah, wow, Sheepshead Larry Bay David. High School in yeah. Brooklyn. It's oh, crazy wow. stuff. But uh, so it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, so that was a great period uh, in my Wait, life. Wait, so what happened? You had the girl in your oh, car. Oh, so, so anyway, I said, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you want to have, have a drink at my place? I have a, you know, place down the street, a little house. And she said, you won't get any trouble? You know, she's thinking, I'm, <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'll call down and, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, no, I said, I already let them know. I, I made some story up, you know, I was... Uh, Sort of a schmoozer. So why were you going with the, the thing that you're the parking attendant with this woman? Uh, well, I just went on, went with it because she she accepted it. Oh, to preface the story, I should tell you that I had done a, well two things. I was going to do a, a, a radio show the next morning. Uh, I had to go do some radio show. Uh, forget his name that hosted it. And also, I had done a commercial. Uh, in Las Vegas for hard to adopt kids. And I would come out as the unknown comic and say, hey, I'm the unknown comic and there's a lot of kids that are hard to adopt. And I had like all these little bags, like one with a, a black bag, one with slanted eyes, you know, Asian bag. All, but there was really, it was really oh cute. All these little bags and I did that. But, and so, he is a sweet guy. I know Amber doesn't like him, I could tell. But I'm just kidding. But you've mentored uh, mentally challenged people. Oh yeah, that's he, why it's great that I had her. Cause he's I, I, done this work. He's I, a great guy. When I started on the Sunny and show i figured i had to get back so i, I used to work with mentally uh, challenged uh, people I, i'm a behaviorist i work with kids with autism well th that's yeah. great yeah so yeah. having her was was perfect for me oh. but uh so anyway so so i did and then after about 10 seconds of that or 20 seconds it was a minute commercial i take off the bag and i go hey no the series is marine langston and if there, there's all these kids that are hard to adopt and you should do your best it was a local commercial in vegas that's sweet. so anyway, i get this woman at my house and we're drinking and we're having a good time next thing we know were doing stuff that I only read about. It was very embarrassing. Right, right. Trying to touch my pee-pee. And I didn't you let it. it. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I fought every minute. You tried. So yeah. anyway, we did did, did, did do that. So afterwards, we're laying in bed, and we're having a good time, and the TV's on, and all of a sudden, this commercial comes on, and, and she still doesn't know and have a clue. And, and I didn't know, you know, because I never really, even to this day, I never tell people, you ever heard of the unknown comic? It's just that's not, me. Yeah, no, I just don't do that. And I'm, I mean, when people I'm with say, "Oh, you know, he's young," it usually irritates me because yeah, I yeah. just, I just don't do that. Uh, so anyway, the this commercial comes on and she jumps up. Oh, it's the unknown comic, you know. And she's watching. She, oh, I love that guy. He's so funny. But she's going on, and I've watched him on the Kong Island, and, and now I'm going. Uh oh, he's going to take the bag off. <laughs> And she's raving over this guy, and all, oh, he's gonna take the bag off! And and the guy takes the bag off on the TV, and she looks at the guy and does the best triple take you've ever <laughs> seen. She went, duh, duh, you know, just back and forth, like, oh my God, it's you! You know, it was just, it was just. So she great. was okay with it. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and and then and then the next morning, and so next morning I had to do this TV show, so they sent the li- uh, this radio show. No, it was a TV show. So they sent this limo, and I so I I I let her. Uh, I said so. She went with me, and they and I they they took her from the TV show back to her hotel in the limo, and she just said, "This is going to be one of the uh, greatest memories of my life." You know? and, so, and so it was really really terrific. And that, but I just never got her her name. Sad. Wow. But, so uh, <laughs> I, w- I want to ask you now. Basically, oh, so you have a, a daughter, um, that's Ma- Maya. Singing, Maya, yeah, singing she's Maya Marie. Uh, uh, she she's, uh, was a uh, Britney Spears background singer. Like I told you, the funny thing is, she's been like following in my sort of showbiz footsteps. And it's so hard for people to grow up with that and not want Bobby Slayton, comedian. His daughter is a uh, backup singer for Pitbull, whatever that is. Oh, really? Big, big band. Oh, he's huge. Do you know what Pitbull is? Yeah, he's I'm, a, I'm an old guy. Oh, he's a big rapper, yeah. Well, I know all these people because of Maya. Because of, yeah. of Maya. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, I've i talked about... Sorry. Should we play her song? Or Let's try to find it. Um, I, I might have it right here if I have my... And mind. also, he got cursed out by Frank Sinatra is another good story. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what'd you do? I just told a joke about him. He's mean. He, he cursed mean. him out, threatened really? to kill him. He threatened to have me on my legs broken and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, isn't he a gangster? Well, he, yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, that's actually a pretty funny, funny story because I had no clue. Who would think that Frank Sinatra would call you on the phone and start cursing so you So he out? called laughing and asked for your number. Well, no. That, no, make me laugh. Make me laugh, that's it. But Amber, there used to be a show called Make Me Laugh, and they brought it back with comedians... You'd sit there and with your arms folded, and you win money if you don't laugh. So you did it as the unknown yeah, comic. Yeah, I heard they. In fact, uh, who I saw, I was talking to Denny Johnson. He said they tried to bring that back. Well, they tried bringing it back. I'd win a lot of money if you were the the comic, <laughs> and I was. You what? <laughs> sitting in I the actually, chair. <laughs> I they actually brought it back on Comedy Central. Uh, Mark Cohn hosted it, and I already quit doing stand up. And again, you get $500, so I came on and did my jokes from a million years, and, and they, they won money. Uh, well, that's how you can't see it. Hold it up to the... Yeah. Oh. Hold we'll it up put to it the on. Wait, wait, it so wait, died. she wrote this? She, uh, yeah, she uh, well, co-wrote it with her boyfriend. And it's her singing. No, it's uh, she wrote it. Uh, she used to sing it in her act. That was one of her songs, but this Korean girl who's like... You ever heard oh. of a group called Girls' Generation? Yeah. Do you know how to do it? Well, tell us about your daughter. She was a singer and a backup, and now she's a writer? Well, she, no, she started out becoming uh, wanting to be a writer. She, her big dream was to write a song for Britney Spears. Wow. So, and, uh, and her last album, she finally got a song on her album, but the Britney's so album she's doing was, well. a, was a bomb, though. So, no, she, Good she'll, for do, her. she'll do well off this song. She didn't do that great off Britney's album. She sang background, and, uh, and uh, they really didn't pay her very well. So, at I want to tell if, if people are listening to this, and um, let me. I, what's, what's the name of the song? Sorry, I'm gonna try. Well, to if you go it. to the artist T T A E Y E O N Taeyeon, if you go on, uh, to her on YouTube. Now I shared. Now you're going through a thing. Could we talk about it? Yeah, oh, I mean, we don't maybe have not. To really, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I would like to try to help uh, your GoFundMe if anyone's listening. I know it's hard to talk about it now, yeah, but yeah. okay, we don't have to. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, okay. I'm just excited that hopefully next week this this horrible uh, nightmare nightmare will be over and uh, and uh, and looks like. Uh, but I went with you know I'm with uh, you know Gloria Allred daughter her daughter Lisa Bloom yeah, yeah. I can't find who is it. huge. Uh, we'll put it. We'll put the link on the thing. Yeah, you can put the link. So on the thing. so basically, no, it's, it's a it's a really it's a great video. But uh, basically, wow. 
this song, uh, you know, to have be number one in eight or ten countries and have 16 million views already in a week on uh, YouTube, it's it's huge in the in in the overall marketplace. So now with um, Mary. Uh, do you, does your other a daughter? Do you both take care of Mary, or do you you'd love to? Ha- no, love when, her I, to when I have her, she's she's with me 100 percent of the time. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, hopefully after next week she'll be with permanently me, uh, as a primary uh, yeah thing. It's been a it's been a tough battle. Anybody's been through a court battle, especially with a, a kid with uh, with uh, special needs. But uh, she uh, she just really needs to be with me. All right, I, we don't have to talk yeah, about it, yeah. but I'm going to put on the thing your GoFundMe. You you can if you want, but it's not a big deal. You know, I mean, I, I'm grateful that that you support it in any way. I I, yeah. I put money and I put it yeah. on my Facebook and I saw people shared it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she just loves you to death. She just she you can't sit away from daddy for. A, <laughs> aw. Yeah, you love your daddy. Huh? How so, much? How much? I love her this much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just something. I admit, not having children. You can't even articulate. I can't. I could think I know what the bond is like, but until you have it, no, you, you, you can't really, describe it. And it's interesting because when I, you know, I have my older daughter, and that was all great. And uh, like my older, she's amazing. I mean, she's How old in is the your music business. Daughter? She's she just turned twenty six, but she she doesn't do drugs. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't. <laughs> that sounds like one of your jo- corny jokes. No, I don't curse. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Oh damn! I left my cigarettes at the bar. <laughs> that was one of her kids. Oh jokes. no! No, when I wow! No, she doesn't. Seriously doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, she's always a designated driver and doesn't do drugs. She has had 11 abortions, so there's always that one <laughs> thing. that one thing. There's that one little thing that, that is, no, she doesn't. She's just she, a great, no, great she, kid. She's amazing. She's been with her boyfriend, who's also, you know, co-writes with her and producers for uh, 10 years. I, in fact, I introduced them when they were both like 15. Wow. And, and uh, they're still together. And they're still, the, well, they were, they were friends for about four or five years. I've never From like that. 11 or something? No, well, 15, and before they became a relationship. So, I mean, to be friends with somebody for four or five years, that's, and they're, yeah. they're, they're going to be together. Uh, for good, but he's he's half black. That sort of pisses me off. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? You find <laughs> that your, your daughter. No, and I. They actually came and saw me one time in Vegas a few years ago when she was with him. She brought him in, and I introduced her from the stage. And I said, and I said, and there's her boyfriend. I went. Wait a minute, is he half black? You know, I'm doing this from the stage, and she said, "Oh, I remember. Yeah, she did tell me he's half black, but she's pissed because it's the top half." <laughs> <laughs> now you, uh, no, I'm as liberal. I, I you know, no, no. I mean, I, I remember you just. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I listened to your bio. I go back, uh, well, even with Freeman King, my first partner who was black, going way back. Oh, and by the way, we did an album back then uh, where one of the cuts is the first black president. I interviewed him as wow, the first like black president. Wow, like science fiction. Yeah, 30, yeah, like 30 a years crazy ago. Concept. And who would have known? But Freeman died a few years ago. He, he never got that. But I used to tell my daughter, I said, you can never be prejudiced because uh, Freeman introduced me to her mother. So I said, because you wouldn't be around if it wasn't for a black guy, you know, who introduced me to her mother. Yes, yeah, so no, true. no. I your childhood is interesting, Amber, in that um, your parents never hugged you or said they loved you, and someone had yeah. to teach you how to do that. Well, show business taught me how to do that, and uh, plus a friend <laughs> in in in, yeah, in yeah. Vegas. No, it's true. My parents, but see, when, when, as I grew up older, when, you know, I found out. You know, my mother was raised in an orphanage, so she never had anybody touch her, love her. And my father was uh, left home, ran away when he was like thirteen by a, a very mean. But they dad. were still proud of you. 
No, well, the thing is about my parents is they never touched us or told us they loved us, but you knew that they mm -hmm. loved you. See, it's weird because it, for some reason, we, we, we don't know how our brains develop or why we think one way or the other. Now, now, it did bother some of my siblings uh, who were confused and, and blamed my oh. parents a lot, but and that never, ever bothered me. And, and So they a, were loving, they just didn't demonstrate. They, weren't, they, they didn't put you down. They and, I, and, and when I first came to Hollywood, when people would hug me, I would like freeze. Yeah, you know, so I, it was I would flinch. I, so I still do something. I flinch when people walk by. Like, yeah, but I hit. became the opposite. Thanks to a, a really my dearest friend who died two years ago uh, in Vegas, who I'd known for 40 years, who was one of the most loving him and his wife, but he especially, you know, if he loved you, he told you and he hugged you, and he became like one of my best. He he was my best friend, and, and it was terrible for oh. loss to me. Mm -hmm. But but he's the one that really taught me. Plus show you know show business people a lot of fake hugging when you go yeah. But when I did the you know, plays and stuff, and you know, I'll hug you, and I went oh that's not bad, you know. So yeah. But wait, were your parents kind of like when you walked through the door, they're like hey, were, did, was their tone nice or were they strict or how did you know for sure? Why weren't you filled with fear? Well, my dad was a was a cripple, so he had a hard time uh, working his entire life. Uh, so you know, it was a whole different thing. But the good thing he couldn't chase me, you know, if he was angry at me. <laughs> but and my mother was one of the first. She worked because my dad couldn't work, so my mother uh, worked yeah. in a factory all the time. And so it was a very you know it was a very tough upbringing with my parents. But I knew, I never ever doubted that they... So they weren't negative. They didn't put you down No, never. No, in fact, my dad... So I, ha I have that and no hugging. Oh, really? <laughs> no, my dad wanted me to uh, get into electronics because he one day he said, I'm going to learn how to fix radios. And I said, no, I like show business. He said, oh, you got to do what you got to do. Oh. You know, and, uh, and my mother... Uh, was just a, she was like a, a saint all, all uh, my entire life. She just worked hard and, and, and you, again, you felt that she loved. Oh, interesting story. My sister, who resented it uh, one time, she said, I, you know, she was upset. And I said, Look, I'm going to call dad. This is a long time ago. Get him on the phone and you got to tell him what you feel. So I called my father uh, in Montreal, you know, and my sister was up here and I said, Dad, and that's mad because you never, you know, you guys never told us you loved us or hugged us, you know. And he said, well, she's crazy. And I had her on the other side, I met you there. I love you. And, and she went, what? And she just started blur. And from that point on, that's all it took every time he talked to any of us. He, he would, did it. That's so, all aw. it took was that one little conversation. My mother, on the other hand, she would go, uh, go, I love you, Mom. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> she, yeah. she was half She could never get it out, uh, uh, except toward the end. She She's managed. But it, it just was not there. But you got to imagine being raised in an orphanage where yeah, nobody geez. touched you, nobody loved you. And it just it, it well, wasn't. It's, it's very wise of you to take that approach, sort of having empathy and putting yourself in their shoes as opposed to taking Resentment. it. Resentment. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to taking it. Again, I don't know. I never wanted kids, you know. But when they happened, I went, holy crap, I yeah. just love this. And you don't know where it comes from. I retired when my older daughter. I mean, it just I raised her, you know, and uh, pretty much as a single dad, and just went, "Wow, this is great." Uh, even though there's a lot of hardships in raising a kid, but I never thought of it as a negative thing. And, and when she was born with Down syndrome, uh, I mean, I went, "Yippee!" Why? What do you mean? Because my philosophy in life is that change is growth. When you have change in your life, you can't help but Pro grow. Because Deepak to... Chopra says uh, problems. 
the salute, I, I don't remember it. I guess I don't it didn't like hit Deep me. House. Deep yeah, House. Well, uh, yeah, I think it, the whole thing old. about heaven and uh, hell. Right. He actually thinks he knows. I was. I went through. And he has like diamonds in his glasses. Yeah, yeah I, but I went yeah, through a seven-month. He has diamond-studded I, frame I, glasses. I don't buy into him. Uh, it, but, but he said one thing because I went through a lawsuit that was soul-killing for like nine months, and prob the the solutions are and problems is an opportunity in disguise. I like that. But you don't look at it as a problem, so. Oh, no, I never looked at it as a problem. I, I, like I said, to me, if she would have been a normal kid, it would have been, oh, I'm going to go through the same experiences. But having her, it was a whole su- new series of experiences with her, and I just love that kid. I love her, too. <laughs> we she, love you, Mary. Yeah, so you have We're the so best dad in the here. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Are you the luckiest girl, Mary? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And she loves, and she but she loves, loves the, the way goes lucky. So you don't know Handy Manny, tools that talk. You know she only she doesn't like, she doesn't like even cartoons where cartoon characters sing. She only loves anything that sings, like the Sound of Music, live live action people, the Wiggles, uh-huh. even Barney, where all the kids sing. She loves anything that sings, and she sings. She sings karaoke. So not to get personal, but when you said retired, so is it just but the situation like like harrowing like financially or just no well you okay uh, what, what you mean about uh finan- own- you know because you were in a happy re- financial thing oh yeah yeah well, yeah but uh the, yeah. you're right meaning yeah i was i was fine but you know i'm i'm retired i'm 71 you know i live off social security and and in and pension and i have a pension from after so those two th- two things kept me going but then there's a whole other story this, yes this, this there's a whole other story where this woman ended up uh, legally, this is why this whole court case I had to go into right. order. She, from her, 16 years ago, somehow filed a court order without me knowing it, illegally done, where I ended up owing her uh, $400,000 in back child support for her. And that's the reason I had to cancel that cruise because I can't get a passport because of owing $400,000. So you're fighting that. Oh yeah, it's a huge, but uh, it's already established that the, the judge is going to overturn it because it was t- this. I can't really, I shouldn't sure, really sure. talk. But it, she did a lot of fraud. So is the fight stuff. that, or is it custody? Oh, she's. Using oh no, that there's as... two things. There's two things involved. So the, also the custody thing is there, but this was another whole separate issue, which uh, I got blindsided with. I mean, never had a problem in 16 years. All of a sudden, uh, went to the ch- well, child support well, office, I... and and I got blindsided. But luckily, I've already been told the judge is cease. And it's when will, when will we know if there's peace? When you could move on? When will we know? Friday, next Friday, hopefully. Thing for, oh, and the worst thing for a guy is this woman three four weeks ago uh, uh, took me or went to the police saying I molested. <sighs> well, that's bogus. <laughs> And, and um, that was that, that was to be interviewed. Well, no one took it uh, with any grain of salt or anything. No, hopefully that will uh, fall backfire. But that was something else. Does, oh she my have, God. does she have a history of of insane behavior that's documented that you can? It's not documentary, but uh, there yeah. is a history. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, again, you're talking about blessings in disguise. That incident may be a blessing in disguise because well, that, that's the one thing the judge may go, what the hell? Because, yeah, there's absolutely be, the, well, the, I like the, the officer that she went to, uh, they they didn't buy it. And uh, this, I mean, 
You know, I really ridiculous. bothers me but to because have somebody do that is just like it just so pretty. it really bothers me. Well, two things. First of all, when we talk about I love you, saying that how people are married and in love, and they go from I love you to these vicious accusations and divorces. How did it get from kissing I love you, I'm gonna be with you forever to that yeah. well, craziness? And also. Um, I've heard about this a lot where they, they throw, it's like throwing out the race card, throwing out the molestation card. Like, it, so many of them throw that out. Well, that's, that's what this, so and, and terrible. You know what's funny is I told my daughter Maya six, eight months ago, I said, I'm surprised she hasn't thrown that out. I mean, I told her that. So, and she went, no, dad, she would never do that, you know. And, and so you can imagine how shocked she was when she threw that card out. And I'm, I was like law and order. I'm brought in and, you know, we've got to tape you. And for an hour they interview me. And, and Did you, Do you have a lawyer with you? Or? No, that's why I got rid of that lawyer. I mean, I, I called that lawyer and, and he, he, wouldn't, uh, he, he wouldn't return my calls. And then, and then finally he texted his secretary, tell him to go to the thing. Four days, that guy wouldn't call me so back. So you got two things going so I, on, I that 400000 and this thing. And that and the custody, so three things. Oh, yeah. my God, Murray. I, um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I put the thing on, and I saw that the love you have of people giving anything they can, and one person uh, gave 7000 Ruth Buzzy yeah, is Ruth one Buzzy. of the best well, yeah, friends. They're, they're, yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, well, they're the godparents to both my daughters, Ruth Buzzy. You've I, probably never heard of Ruth Buzzy. You're too young, yeah. No, she was on Laughing, and... Um, she was very, very famous at one time. Yeah, yeah. Any, everyone from Laughing was yeah. really famous. I know John Worley from Fred Willard parties. So how do well, you... Well, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Bernie Schwartz was not famous from Laughing. <laughs> How do you... Oh, actually, Bernie Schwartz, isn't that Tony Curtis's real name? Maybe. Something like that. I was going to... Maybe I'll answer my own question. How do you deal with these soul-killing stress? I guess answering my own question is just you're with her and you, the love is just... Right? Yeah. But uh, right now, I, I you know, I, I don't get her as much as I, I, I should have her. And that's what we're fighting for, too, then. So I'll have her. Well, well... Like um, I said, that, that whole thing may turn out... To, probably will turn out to be a blessing in disguise, so... And and again, um, you again. I I know you not as well as some of these other people like Johnny Dark, but you know, yeah, you, but you see sleep with Johnny Dark. You slept <laughs> with him, right? <laughs> the sweetness exuding, and um, you're just a seminal part of people's childhoods, and and just all those people. Oh, one guy who listens, Al Clark. Will get mad if I don't mention he loves Kip Adada. Like, well, do, you, do you like Kip Adada? Is he a crazy guy? You know, I started out with Kip, but uh, yeah, you he, had a, you're in outs with him. Or? Well, no, I wouldn't say I'm on the outs, but I've seen the other side of him uh, maybe once too often. You know, but I mean, right. eh, if I see Kip, I say, hey, Kip, how's it going? Give him a hug. You're but... one of these guys yeah. that I can't picture anyone saying anything bad about Murray. Uh, Except for Sonny yeah, or uh, well, Terry Gar. No, no, te- uh, I'm, I'm sure Sonny. Sonny didn't realize he. You know, no, but I'm these just saying. Don't know. I don't even think Billy Crystal knows what a, what a, what a dick he really is. No, except for being corny, which I get a kick out of yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. It's just these. You, if you follow well, him on Twitter, Twitter you'll I get a lot it, of those jokes. It's something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue is what I call my Twitter feed. You know, I just you know throw everything out there. Uh, Basically, I, and people think you know, or Facebook that I do. I don't do that stuff for them. I just do it for me keep my brain active you, you but you, like you have fun you yeah, have no, fun with it yeah no if people are listening please uh, uh support murray with his audio book what's it called again i i just downloaded and been listening oh to journey it. through the unknown journey to the unknown not, well, there it can, is 
Yeah, um, yeah. It's on Amazon. That's my life story from the day I was born till till last year. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's and, just great stories about Sinatra and Jerry Lewis and, and Elvis, Mickey Rooney and, and Mickey Elvis. Rooney. And I'm going to put the GoFundMe thing on um, the... You know, it was weird last night, walking to Annie with Mary. You know, we had to walk down uh, uh, Vine Street and all those stars. And I started walking over them. And I said, ah, on the way to... It was a block and a half to the theater. And I went, ah, let me see how many of these people I know or worked with. It was like almost every other star was somebody well, I, I say, knew or worked with. It was like freaky. Even with this nightmare, you have to say, and you've said in your book, you've had a great life. The, this is the worst period of my life, uh, this period. But I'm still, you know, I'm able, I'm a very optimistic person, but, but has it stressed me out? Yeah, but overall, um, my life has been so great, and it still continues to be great because of that little creep over there. That I love, how much does Daddy love you? Big time. Mary, <laughs> did you have fun listening and hanging out, Mary? Yes. You know, I'm going to try to get you tickets for plays. Uh, I used to know people that worked at the Anything Pantages. Musical is what I'm gonna. Want, yeah. I'm gonna really look oh, really? out. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. she loves. You musicals. love musicals, huh? I wish I would have seen that. They had Matilda the musical about a few months ago. She loves. She loves Matilda too. Yeah. I'm going and to. Uh, did yeah. you see the movie? Yes, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matilda, she's seen it a lot of times, and her. But her favorite TV show, I think, is still Sex in the City. She has that whole volume. <laughs> the musical. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, again, no. rap- Mary's, uh, she's so happy. Yeah. Wrapping up, I'm so glad okay. you made this trip. I was bugging you because I just, again, you have, again, I'm being repetitious. The 70s, those those shows. I, I loved uh, Mary Tyler Moore, all those people, the gong show. Like I said, Mary Hartman, Fred Willard. Yeah, You're all yeah, part yeah, of that yeah, specialness yeah. in my life. Yeah. Well, and then you, getting sir. to meet you. Yeah. Like yeah. when I got to meet Jack Riley from the Bob Newhart show, and you see the sweet people. Oh, Jack is uh, sweet. Yeah, he's got problems. Yeah, there, he's yeah. got also. Well, he was in one of my movies, uh, Night Patrol. Oh, I okay. I, yeah. I know we're wrapping up, but before we wrap up, I just want to say he did a movie he wrote called Night Patrol. One of my first crushes was Linda Blair, oh, Linda Blair and Eve Plum from the Brady Bunch. So I think I even asked you. I said, "She go you when we play tennis." You go, "Yeah, she can't find the right guy." Um, Linda Blair. I go, oh, "I always had a crush." And I go, she's "No, she great. likes the bad boys." Yeah, she's mm-hmm. but she's never been married. You know, we're like best buddies. We've been best buddies for many, many years. Do you know the exorcist, Linda Blair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Linda Blair. Yeah, she's a. We, I've noticed she's, she's a great about, uh, uh, animal activist. Yeah, I write about her in the book a lot too, because uh, oh yeah, big animal activist. And uh, yeah, no, she's still single. Looks great. You had to hook up with her now. Let me. No, but you I'll said she likes the Rick Springfield. That's what she oh, likes. Oh, Rick Springfield. Yeah, that's who she was with, right? She was with him. Oh yeah. She's and like, Rick James. She likes Ricks. Uh, maybe so. Change your name to Rick. Let's see. Yeah, if I was. Yeah. I was like, quick, I think of a celebrity with a Rick. Give me a Rick, a threes. So, yeah. Um, she Rick. was in two of my movies. She did Up Your Alley with me and Night Patrol. Oh, there's so, yeah. so many things we didn't get to. You, oh, yeah, yeah. You, all right, one last thing. I keep saying it. He's responsible for a uh, centerfold being murdered because he was making out with her and then the husband got jealous. Okay, I'm, I'm exaggerating it a little, but Dorothy Stratton. Oh, Dorothy Stratton. Oh, yeah, from- You uh, ever seen the movie Star 80? Mm-mm. Uh, a well, play- you never heard of Dorothy Stratton? Uh, she yeah. was a Playboy centerfold that got murdered Gorgeous. by her uh, jealous her husband. Because she kissed you? Be- in-, in the movie, you said? No, not really. Uh, no, but, but he was getting jealous when you were kissing oh, yeah. her. No, no, I did a movie, uh, Patrick Swayze's first movie, by the way. Uh, you remember Patrick Swayze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not that. 
<laughs> do, you, do you remember Britney Spears? Yeah. No. no. No, she's in I'm blonde. old. I know. I know. Yeah. No, Patrick uh, but Patrick Swayze. Swayze's first movie was a roller skating movie called Skate Town USA. His first. Were you Murray or the Unknown Comic? No, I, I, I was both actually. I, I did the Unknown Comic on stage, and and I was Murray. I played a drunk, but a whole bunch of comics did it. Uh, Vic Dunlap, Denny Johnston, uh, Gary Muldeer, uh, a whole bunch of comics were in this movie. But uh, it was Patrick Swayze's first movie, and this Dorothy Stratton who was just absolutely gorgeous. Johnny Dark, he'll talk to you because he did the movie too and, and we would go to the dailies and he just was, he was so in love with her. So she was in the movie. Anyway, I had to do a scene where I pinched her butt in the movie, you know. So I got up and, and I kept doing it wrong. Uh, so that, <laughs> Perfect. Make me do, did I miss? <laughs> I, you know, I got her too low. That was the angle. Uh, and, but her boyfriend was there. and, uh, and Eric he, Roberts played yeah, the guy in yeah, a movie kept, called Star 80. And I, obviously, I, I, I flirted with her. She said, oh, I can't talk. I can't talk. You know, he, my boyfriend's over there. Uh, you know, she, and she seemed really scared. And to know, like, uh, months later, he brutally murdered her. Because uh, he was jealous. Because uh, he was jealous of her, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, but she was a, such a sweetheart on, on the movie. But, yeah, that movie was amazing. Yeah, Flip Wilson was in it. Uh, a couple of guys from the Cotter series. Uh, were Ron Palillo, who played Horseshack. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he pass also? Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah. I um. Well, wrapping up, thank you so much. I know you traveled far, and I really... Really, we're going to get this up next week and hope for people donate anything. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm really glad. I mean, I've been wanting to do this. You know, it's just been, I've been very confusing. You. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And you, it's hard because he ca he's always. Going to court cases. Yeah, and well, we'll do away. it another time when this yes, is all let's, over. Yes, let's let's have the good and, news and, and bring up all well, the other yeah, stuff. We'll have yes, a, and, and we'll, we'll do we'll do more jokes. We'll do, we'll do we'll be funnier. No, you're yeah. funny as hell. You know what we'll do, Mary. Why don't we do this, yeah. Amber? Why don't we when this is all over? We're gonna have some fun musical theater people here. That's Ooh, a good idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, we could get some people like from Annie. I know. Yes, and let's you know do what? something. She'll she'll sing. What's your favorite song? She'll she'll sing a song. We'll, if we put a little music on here, I mean, it's, yes, let's do that. We're gonna have some on a cruise ship. We're and they, gonna they go crazy. That's go. a good idea. <laughs> you like tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, she could sing tomorrow or uh, the sun will come out. Yeah. It's a hard knock life for yeah. us. Yeah, I was so. Wouldn't that be fun, Amber? We'll sing yeah, let's with do Mary. It. We're gonna we're we'll gonna bring have you, you back, back. Mary. Again, Murray, yeah. thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank I'm going to do it. I love thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, I see, now you made my nipples hurt. No, I love you too. <laughs> All right. No, I, I Mary. It, right. I don't know say, this guy's say name. Say I love you. She's so she doing oh, silent law. Oh, oh, oh. You guys are the best. Thank you, Amber. You're welcome. And uh, oh, that's her name. I forgot. Oh yeah, and please uh, support. So you're from Barstow. Yeah. Bakersfield. Bakersfield, yeah. We're, please uh, <laughs> support this uh, podcast, uh, rate it, subscribe. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nah. Such, hey, such guys.